My intention today isn't political. It's to help you exercise discernment. I can't pretend to know what's really going on in the Middle East, and neither can you. Neither can any pundit or quote expert, because at the end of the day, nobody who's talking about this in our world has their boots on the ground. Even among the people in the conflict themselves, they are being lied to by their authorities and clouded with propaganda and bias to support each side's agenda. The real victims here are the innocent civilians who are kept in the dark on both sides. So, we need to exercise caution, because Christ warned us in the beginning of his discourse on the end times, that's Matthew 24, to see that no one leads you astray. This is the major point about end times events, to not be deceived. To not be deceived, you have to focus on the facts and not what your feelings tell you. So, let's focus on a few facts that we do know. Fact. History is written by the winners. Almost everything you think you know about history, especially in the last 100 years, is a lie. Fact. The media has lied to you about every major event because they are controlled for a particular agenda. Just think about the last four years alone and how many lies have been told. Do you really think that this new situation is any different? Fact. Alphabet agencies, central banks, and military contractors have conspired to foment revolutions and wars throughout history so they can profit and maintain power. Wars are big business, where the people at the top win at the cost of the multitude at the bottom. Fact. Israel's border is one of the most secure and monitored in the world, and Israel has some of the most advanced military technology, because of all their U.S. funding, there is. The odds of such a huge attack being planned and executed unnoticed because of an intelligence failure or quote security oversight are practically zero. Fact: Multiple ex-IDF agents have gone on record saying it is very suspect that nobody saw such an attack coming given the incredibly tightly controlled border that Israel has. Fact: the United States knew that Pearl Harbor was going to happen, but it did nothing about it so that entering World War II would be justified. Apply this to any other historical events that you may be familiar with in the last century. These are all simple facts that anyone can learn with just a few hours of invested time in non-mainstream sources, and a willingness not to settle for the media's version of the truth. But more important these things is to know your history and what the Bible actually says about Israel and the end times. So, let's again look at the facts, starting with the book of Revelation and Daniel. Fact. 500 years ago, the Counter-Reformation was started as an operation to destroy the Protestant Revolution and to return everybody back to the Mother Church. The Jesuits were started as a military special ops wing of the papacy and were created with the express purpose to destroy the Protestant Reformation through subversion and any means possible. Fact. Every single reformer interpreted the books of Daniel and Revelation as being historically fulfilled, and they realized, as a result of this, that they were under the beast system prophesied by the prophets, which is the Catholic papacy. They realized that the little horn power that came out of the fourth beast, which is Rome, was the institutionalization of Christianity, with the Pope as its personal head and God-King. 
They realized the Pope was the man of sin who stepped into the temple, which is the body of Christ, and proclaimed himself to be God, changing the times, like the Sabbath and the calendar, and the laws, like the Ten Commandments. It is important before I proceed that I make a very crucial disclaimer. This is not about Catholics. I have Catholic friends, and I went to Catholic schools. I grew up Eastern Orthodox, was an altar boy, and I was president of my church's youth group. I was very involved with organized religion, and although today I have heavy things to say against it, this is not an attack against Catholic individuals. Nevertheless, we must deal honestly with what both scripture and history testify. Christ came to heal the divide between God and man because of sin, and that divide is healed through a personal relationship with him by faith. Religion recreates that separation in many ways, and the Bible warns that a power would come out of Rome and place itself in between man and God. For all of my Catholic friends, please understand this is not an attack on you, but a warning to learn your history and to learn what the Bible really says on these matters. Moving on. Fact. The Pope inherited the Babylonian title of High Priest, which is Pontifex Maximus, from the Roman emperors, who themselves inherited it from the Chaldeans by way of Attalus III, when Julius Caesar was transferred this title upon their defeat in Pergamum. Jesus called Pergamum Satan's throne in Revelation 2 verse 13. Today the Pope still uses this title, and it means Great Bridge Builder, or the bridge between heaven and earth, which is a counterfeit of Christ. Fact. The Pope was called Our Lord God the Pope in the 1511 edition of Extravagantes Viginti Johannes Vigismundi, published in Basel, Switzerland. He has also been called Our Lord the Pope in many other similar documents and sits enthroned between two cherubim, calling himself Holy Father. This is a counterfeit of the Ark of the Covenant and the presence of God and a counterfeit of a title reserved solely for God Almighty. Fact. The popes for many centuries wore the papal tiara, an adornment of three crowns which is obviously a counterfeit of Christ in Revelation 19 verse 12. These three crowns represent ultimate authority over heaven, earth, and the underworld. The pope is not only a high priest, but a king, which again is a counterfeit of the truth. The pope was also called the vicar of Christ, which means he stands in the place of Christ to the church. Yet the Bible says that there is only one mediator between God and man, and that is Jesus Christ. Fact, the Jesuits, particularly Francisco Ribera and Robert Bellarmine, created the futurist interpretation of the scriptures that most people believe in today. Another Jesuit, Luis del Alcazar, advanced a conflicting perspective called preterism, which was also designed to take attention off of the beast. But rather than moving everything to the future, Alcazar said it had already happened. Today, many people are fooled by preterism and believe that the Antichrist power, Mystery Babylon, the Mark of the Beast, and many other important aspects of Revelation have no bearing on our reality because they're in the past. In this way, the Catholic papacy successfully diverted attention off of itself by distracting people from seeing historical fulfillments of prophecy, by focusing people's attention on a future that was yet to come or on a past that had come and gone. Yet the Bible says over 16 times not to swerve to the right or to the left. 
And because the devil is a master of duality, he always uses false dialectics and dualities to achieve his agenda. Preterism and Futurism are examples of these dialectics in action. Fact. Mystery Babylon is a woman, and a woman always represents the body of believers in Scripture. In the Old Testament, that woman was Israel. In the New Testament, the woman is the church. But the woman John saw in particular is a prostitute, and that means this church is an apostate church, just like Israel was called a whore for abandoning God to idols many times. Mystery Babylon wears red and purple, just like the leadership of the Catholic Church wears red and purple in its cardinals and bishops. Mystery Babylon sits on seven hills, and only Rome is called the City of Seven Hills. Rome is also called the Eternal City, and Mystery Babylon is called the Great City in Revelation. The Vatican itself is a sovereign city-state, independent of any government or rule other than the Pope. Fact. Mystery Babylon is also called the Mother of Harlots. The Catholic Church has boasted numerous times that she is no sister, but in fact the mother of the churches. Beginning in the 4th century and into the modern day, dozens of churches have split off from the Mother Church, each with their own false ideologies, retaining some of the institutionalization brought forth by Catholicism while rejecting other parts of it. That's why these churches are called harlots and why true biblical Christianity has never had a denomination, nor was it ever meant to be an institution. Fact: Mystery Babylon is also called the mother of abominations of the earth. The Catholic papacy sponsored Muhammad and created Islam, with the original intention being to subjugate Arabs as an army for the Pope, capture Jerusalem for the papacy, and destroy biblical Christianity in the Middle East. Remember that Paul's efforts in Asia Minor, which is what we call the Middle East today, created countless churches of faithful Christians, most of whom are now Muslim and in constant conflict and poverty. Fact: The Muslim religion and army that was started by Muhammad got out of control of the Pope and rebelled, threatening even the papacy's hold over Europe. As a result, the Crusades were initiated as damage control and millions were killed in the process. Fact: The Apostle John saw that Mystery Babylon would be drunk with the blood of the saints, the Catholic Church persecuted countless true believers throughout the centuries either through enforcement of its Sunday laws, the Inquisition, or by persecution of the Reformers and Protestants. Fact: The popes sold indulgences, which is forgiveness of sins, and today the pope is still engaging in this heinous practice. Fact: The Jesuits helped put on the French Revolution through the Jacobins, which eventually led to the Illuminati and other secret societies, communism, and the over 100 million people that have died as a result of its fruits, a good number of them being Christians, like in the Holodomor of Ukraine and the Bolshevik Revolution. Fact: The first copy of The Art of War by Sun Tzu was translated into French by a Jesuit named Jean-Marie Amiot just a few years before the French Revolution. According to the strict operating rules of the Jesuits, no book can be published by a Jesuit unless it has the approval of the Jesuit general. Fact: The art of war is about a general and a sovereign, and how they sometimes work together and how sometimes they don't, depending on the agenda. The art of war is about deception, subversion, and manipulation of political outcomes to achieve the goal at any cost. Sound familiar? Fact: The father of Zionism, Theodor Herzl, 
met with the Pope at the end of the 19th century, and within 50 years of this meeting, the world saw two major world wars and the creation of the State of Israel in the Middle East, with political Zionism becoming a major influential paradigm in the Western world and even within Christianity. Today you have terms like Christian Zionists, which is a total oxymoron if you know your history. Fact: Hitler was on great terms with the Pope and admired the Jesuit order, and he was instrumental along with Rothschild, see the Balfour Agreement, in bringing about the political state of Israel by coordinating the resettlement of thousands of Jews through the transfer agreement. Fact: Beginning in the 20th century, things like the charismatic movement, new thought, word of faith, and progressive Christianity all began and were influenced by Jesuit operatives like Catherine Kuhlman. The Catholic charismatic renewal began in the 1960s and will serve as a bridge to unite Protestants back with the Mother Church, not by way of doctrine, because they can't, but by way of common spiritual experiences. Fact: Hollywood was initiated and owned by the papacy and Jesuits. The theaters of Europe were all Jesuit theaters and the Jesuits were known for their plays. This is called learning against learning and it is a main strategy that emerged from the Counter-Reformation to shape the popular mindset using media, subliminal messaging, culture shaping, and indoctrination. Fact. The book of Revelation says that the beast would rule for 1260 years and then receive what seemed like a mortal wound. Then the world would marvel after the beast, eventually with the kings of the earth giving their power to this system just like they did for over 1200 years. In 1798, Napoleon's general Berthier arrested the Pope and declared the papacy at an end, which was exactly 1260 years from when the Pope was declared officially in power in 538 AD by the Emperor Justinian. But the beast did not come to an end in 1798, just like the Bible says. Rather, it went underground with secret societies and various orders and maintained control from the shadows. By 1929, the rights and privileges taken away from the papacy during the French Revolution were returned through the Lateran Pact, where the Pope pledged his support to Mussolini in exchange for political sovereignty and Vatican City was created. In fact, the San Francisco Chronicle on February 11, 1929 is famous for saying, quote, the Roman question was a thing of the past and the Vatican was at peace with Italy, affixing the autographs to the memorable document, healing the wound, extreme cordiality was displayed on both sides. Since this fateful event, the world has increasingly marveled after the Pope as the grand peacemaker of the world and as a superhero. All the world's leaders meet and submit to the Pope, and today the world is being set up through all of these conflicts to be saved by someone who can come in as an outside party to negotiate world peace. That person will be the man of sin, and the kings of the earth will give their power to the beast, just like the Bible predicts. Fact. Most Christians, Jews, and Muslims believe in some kind of physical golden age or millennium. Yet the Bible teaches that the millennium of Christ ruling as king is spiritual, and it's right now, which is the period of time between his ascension and his return. At his return, he gives the kingdom back to the Father, destroys all evil, and ushers in eternity. 
That's in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 24. But if most people believe in a physical reign of Jesus on the throne of David in Jerusalem for a thousand literal years, where sin and death are still present, do you now see why all of this is so important? Fact. The Catholic Church committed to a false prophecy 500 years ago to take attention off of itself. And today we are witnessing the final pieces of this false prophecy being engineered to deceive the masses into the end goal where the beast will be worshipped, just like the Bible says. The enemy is not the deep state or communism or the cabal or anything else. The deception on the horizon will be a false golden age and maybe even a false Christ. And countless will fall for it because they are being guided by current events into believing that these things happening are prophecy unfolding. Yes, Bible prophecy is unfolding, but not in the way most people realize. So, where is all of this going exactly and how will it pan out? The answer is that nobody knows with absolute certainty, but the Bible tells you unquestioningly who the beast is and what happens. It comes to power and people worship it by taking its mark. The Catholic Church has boasted about its mark of authority as being able to change the Sabbath from the seventh day to the first day. And today the Pope is actively working to unite the world's religions into obedience around Sunday as the day of rest for the environment and for climate change. Because most of the world has already been programmed to believe that Sunday is the day of rest, these efforts will appear natural, good, and normal. But most people don't know their history, and they don't know the history of Sunday laws or the history of the beast. Will this be part of the mark of the beast and the final test? It's possible. Until these final evils are fully revealed, the important thing is to learn your history and to learn what the Bible really says. In the book of Ecclesiastes, it is said that there is nothing new under the sun. That's Ecclesiastes 1 verse 9, one of my favorite verses in the Bible. This is because the devil is predictable and always does the same things. We have actually been under the Babylonian Empire for a very long time. The packaging is the only thing that's really changed. The longest empire to ever rule has been Papal Rome, and it will come back into power as a church-state union at the end of time, just as it was for hundreds and hundreds of years. This is what it means that a woman, which is a church, rides a beast, which is a political system or a state. I believe this will happen probably within this generation or the next. Nevertheless, my plea with you today is to try to stay out of identity politics because they are always used to divide people. The real war is between God and Satan, and that war has already been won. Pray for the children and families on both sides, and for the innocent people who are being manipulated and abused for these agendas. The average age in Gaza is between 17 and 18, so let that one sink in before posting your support for whatever the media is telling you. Read your Bible and get familiar with the end times, because the political state of Israel is not the center of Bible prophecy, as most people today believe it is. This was not the attitude of the apostles, nor the church. It is a Catholic invention designed to obscure the truth. If you want to study this topic in detail, I have a whole 30-part series that goes in-depth on every major question of the end times. But the most important thing is this. 
remember the words of Christ in the beginning of Matthew 24. See to it that nobody leads you astray. Exactly. See to it that you are not deceived, because what is coming on the horizon will be the greatest deception in history. The question is, are you ready for it?